0: From the walkways of Queens to the corridors of the Ontario Legislative Assembly Building, mental health has become a more pressing issue. As one in five Canadians are experiencing mental illness to some extent, and university students are far and away the demographic most likely to experience these issues, lack of changes on campus and changes in the wrong direction by the new Ford government have students wondering if they're ever going to get the help that they need. So, I figured, let's talk about that. On the Queen's website, there are a few options for student wellness services that intersect with mental health. Under their counseling resources, there are a few options that could help a student or Queen's community member. There are helplines, like the LGBT Youth Line, Talk Line, AMSHF KFLA Crisis Line, and Good to Talk. These services claim to help a range of people from LGBT plus to people with addictions, and some are available 24-7 year round. They also list a myriad of local mental health resources, including K3C Community Counseling and Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention. After that, the website links to self-help workbooks and helpful articles. Following a somewhat scrambled search for a cohesive list of available services, a mental health resource guide Kingston and surrounding area was finally found by our team. This resource I found to be quite extensive, and I kind of wish it had been easier to find rather than something you have to dig deep to stumble upon. The ASSIS website, on the other hand, has an easier layout. It points to the counseling services that are available on campus in the LaSalle building, they also are able to take emergency appointments, across from Adelaide Hall. So, there are services available on campus, but they are in no way long term. It seems as though their priority is simply to give aids and tools to help any short-term mental health issue, or if your problem exceeds that, then send you to the proper channels in the community towards more sustainable and long-term help. This is not a hidden fact; it can be found on their website stating, "quote They provide short-term counseling geared to resolving personal difficulties, dealing with crises and distressing situations, and that." They work closely with their partners in the Kingston community to assist students who need specialized mental health services or longer term counseling support. The services they specifically offer include individual counseling, psychoeducational workshops, assessment and referral to other on and off campus resources as appropriate. The Queen's Journal wrote and it was a really well written piece on mental health on campus and it was published of November this year. They have stated that people needing a mental health professional are on waiting lists that last about three weeks or longer. They also pointed out that there is an insufficient number of mental health professionals to help students in need. A testimonial I thought was really interesting that I came across was from Queensview Confessions Instagram page. It anonymously read, I don't know if it's just from the stress of midterm season, but it has been such a rough semester mentally. As an arts, science, Physics student, I'm in a pretty demanding degree, but yet there aren't many resources for me to access with counseling services. I feel like Artsci gets the least priority out of any faculty in terms of counseling services, even if you're in a really tough or heavy degree. It would be nice to be able to talk to someone, but the wait lists are ridiculously long at this time of year. It would be nice to receive some support from the school right now. This was a second year Artsci student who said this. Comments under the post had fellow students offering a safe space to talk through DMs and numbers to the helplines I mentioned earlier. As this student said, there are a lot of things that can stress people out, especially university students. Whether it's upcoming assignments, tests, midterms, or being away from your home maybe for the first time ever, having someone to talk to is a great outlet to unleash your stress. Responsibilities pile up and it can be overwhelming to handle. And mental health is a serious issue that is common among students and universities really need to start paying attention. They should be providing more mental health services on campus or at least improve the services they already offer. If they can recognize how pressuring the environment in universities are they can afford to provide their students with services that help them manage their overwhelming stress so like i mentioned earlier queen student wellness services offers counseling services to students who need to talk about their mental health but making an appointment with them is a difficult mission mike young an arts i16 student who revealed in an article for queen's journal that As a student who was struggling considerably with personal issues, I had a choice between an appointment that was two weeks away or to claim one of the emergency next day appointments. This proved to be an issue as he wasn't willing to take the emergency spot from someone who might be in more of a crisis than he was experiencing. He noted how uncomfortable it was to be in that position. Whether your crisis is small or large, students need a place to go where they can feel comfortable and at ease finding help, and it should be somewhere that can help you immediately when you need it, not two weeks later when the help could be less use. Another student, Rachel Aiken, experienced something similar to Mike Young. In an article she wrote for the Queen's Journal, she shares her experiences with SWS, admitting that her own experience with SWS wasn't a positive one. Following a family trauma last year exacerbating my academic pressures, I reached out to counseling services. I called, clearly in crisis, and was told there were no appointment times for me, and to call back after the weekend. I've had appointments cancelled within minutes of the session's start time and had six week-long wait times for a return appointment. However, the counselors I saw at SWS were kind, professional, and as frustrated by the system as I was. So it's obviously not that Queen's doesn't provide its students with mental health services. It's that they really need to improve their services. Students need a stable and reliable mental health service, but Queen's SWS has failed to maintain stability and reliability. So let's take a look at what that move off-campus that they're all pushing us toward looks like. Even though, more than ever before, students are being referred by campus health staff to services off-campus, the problem really isn't solved. The wait times don't improve off-campus. If anything, they actually get worse. There's a testimonial from a student who I talked to who wished to remain anonymous, and she said, My family doctor suggested I should see someone, but she told me not to bother on campus since there was no availability. She said she'd call around and I should check in to see if she found someone for me to see. A few weeks later I called. Apparently no one in Kingston was accepting new patients. I didn't know what to do then, and I'm still not quite sure. Students should never be made to feel like they have no other alternative, and with the lack of resources off campus and the lack of resources on campus, it seems like that's becoming a growing issue. The Toronto Star talked about this in an article not too long ago where they said, School and government officials say it's a necessary step to handle the volume and complexity of student needs, but mental health advocates and students themselves say transitioning from on-campus to off-campus mental health services can leave major gaps in care, forcing students to navigate a confusing system in a sometimes strange city, often with the added barriers of long wait times and high financial costs. Moving off campus is also not going to be a better option anytime soon, since the promised increase in provincial funding has been greatly reduced by the newly elected premier. And now that I've kind of talked about the recent power change in Ontario government, let's look at it and see how it all ties in. Mental health funding has come under the axe of Doug Ford. Ontario Health Minister Christine Elliott reduced the planned mental health budget by $335 million. The former premier, Kathleen Wynne, had promised $2.1 billion over four years. I will say though that while the Ontario budget was reduced, the current projected funding does match federal funding of $1.9 billion over the next decade. However, I would say the most important number to bring up in all of this is that which has been provided by Addictions and Mental Health Ontario, who recommended $2.4 billion in funding over the next four years, going even further than Kathleen Wynne's promised budget. This all begs the question, are we doing enough on-campus to make up for the fact that these off-campus resources students have been forced to rely on are not nearly enough to take care of them? I think it's pretty obvious at this point, from what I've said earlier and from what you probably know personally, we definitely aren't. Reading a quote in McLean's from 2012, our own principal, Daniel Wolf, said on the issue, and I quote, We are not a treatment facility. Our role is education and research, and to some degree, community service. That said, we do have a care and nurturing role over the young people that come to us. Well, that kind of leaves me wondering if it isn't attitudes like that which have hindered the efforts of services like the Student Wellness Center in meeting their goals. Because if we have an obligation to these students or a role, to quote Daniel Wolf, we are absolutely failing them at a time when it's getting more important to be on top of things. And yes, Despite the daunting task before us in getting people to pay more attention to this issue and trying to convince the university to put more funding into mental health resources on campus, it's going to be more important than ever that you make sure that they know this is a number one student priority. Just this year, the University of Waterloo hired more mental health professionals in response to factors which included student outcry. We can do this. And with a national survey telling us that 65% of Ontario students felt crippling anxiety, and 14% seriously considered suicide. We definitely need to do this. But it's going to be a lot of effort. Alright, I've been Jenna Finley, one of the podcast's head editors, and I'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode. Next week, there'll be a different host, so be sure to tune in! And I hope you've enjoyed our second ever episode.